Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to episode 215 of Slamfire Radio. This is July 21st, 2017. I am one of your hosts, Adriel Michaud. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. I'm another one of your hosts, Matthew McClatchy. And Trevor's not here. Trevor? 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 I thought he was here somewhere. Hmm. Huh? No, he's missing. Mia? No, he's Uh, Trevor. He's Mia. (laughs) Mama Mia. He's off shooting now, nationals. Actually, yeah, that's is. not true. He's done shooting nationals. He's off our CROing nationals. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's running a couple of stages. Mm. He, he works the nationals, and then like he gets to shoot for free or something. Oh, like that. I don't that's know. awesome. I wasn't listening when he explained to me what the rules were. And he's in Calgary. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's where we left him. I I hope he's still there. Oh. <laughs> he might have been kidnapped and taken across the border. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Wouldn't be that much more driving compared to how much driving we're doing over the week. <laughs> oh my goodness! Did we ever not drive? Like it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of what we uh, did in guns. So, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. The Calgary Shooting Center has the Beretta APX and nine millimeter for six seventy nine right now. That's a good price. The Beretta APX. Mm. What is that now? It's a, nice it's a pistol. pistol. I'm clicking on it to look at it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a well, it's a polymer striker fired thingamajigger. Yep. Yep. <laughs> They're in these days. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, th- are these like uh, the plastic grips in the thing with the striker? <laughs> I don't think I've seen one of these before. Is this new? That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it looks kind of like a Glock. What's is a Glock the same thing? Uh, this is a Beretta Glock. Yeah. Uh, it's a Beretta Glock. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. yep. Awesome. That's cool. That's a cool looking gun. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Matthew, why don't you uh, why don't you take us off? I didn't really do much. No. Nah. Really? <laughs> no. You did the I pistol course. Stop. I know. <laughs> Going. What are you talking about? Uh. Well, we did the pistol course, and we have uh, we have a main topic for next week that was recorded with all of the guys at the pistol course. I'll talk about it a little bit, and I'm sure Trevor's going to want to talk about it next week, too, when he's back on. Um, But I won't talk about it too much, because we will be going into it a bit more later. But it was a lot of fun. We had 30 students overall, uh, 14 on day one, 16 on day two. And everybody seemed to have a really good time. It uh, It was really a really fun group. Everybody was was fun to be with. Nobody was in a bad mood, and everybody seemed to have a pretty good sense of humor. So we got to joke around and got to teach and 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 be serious when we needed to, but be funny when we wanted to. And nobody got upset about that. So that was great. I think all the students did fantastic. That was probably the best class we've ever taught. Really? I think so. I mean, we've taught a lot of 
a lot of black badges. We've taught a lot. Well, we haven't taught a whole lot of the other class of, of what we just did, but we, um, I mean, of, of the classes that we've taught together, I think that was probably my favorite. Oh, so cool. that was, uh, it was really cool to, to be able to have that experience with them. Everybody improved drastically which is kind of the point. <laughs> so I'm glad they did. It would have kind of sucked if they didn't. But uh, they, all, they all shot really well. And, yeah, like I said, I, 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 think, uh, I think Trevor's going to want to talk about this some too, so I won't, uh, I won't take up all of the, the glory there. But we had a really good, really good time. And then we got to shoot gophers. I heard. Oh, that was awesome. We got two glorious days of gopher shooting. We went out with Will. Uh, the first time we went, and then we went out with Jeff Reese the second time. Um, Will being the guy that uh, he, he's Adriel's friend, and we stayed at his place uh, for the, the pistol course up in okay. Bonneville. So he took us out, and we went to a couple of different fields and had a lot of fun, blasted a lot of gophers. We kind of split off into fire teams. Will and Trevor went off, and uh, Adriel and I went off, and we uh, kind of picked different parts of the field and just kind of went at it. And <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it, it, body count. Body count. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty high. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, and then when we went with Jeff Reese, sort of the same thing happened. We kind of uh, we kind of migrated into two groups, and then kind of came back together towards the end there. And we we were sort of on the fence line between two fields, and so Adriel and I were facing one way, and Trevor and Jeff were facing the other way. And still, it was just like every every couple minutes, another shot, <laughs> go for down. <laughs> yeah, when we when we first got to that field, it wasn't even every couple minutes. It was like. Every ten seconds, a shot would yeah. ring out, and a gopher was yeah, silent. It was, it was crazy. I, yeah, that was a fantastic field. We, I, and again, body count <laughs> was pretty high. I stood sort of in the middle of this gopher patch, really quiet for about fifteen minutes. Well, I kind of did this in two places. One place where the grass was kind of high, and so I kind of stood, and I saw there was a lot of gopher holes around. So I just, whatever, I'm just going to stand here. I know the grass is high, but let's see what happens. Well, you guys were off, oh, probably 100 yards away. And every time you guys shot, a gopher would stick his head up to kind of see what's going on. What's going on over there, guys? And, of course, he sticks his head up, and he's like 30 feet from me, so pow, right in the face. (laughs) And that happened about a dozen times, so that was great. (laughs) And then I went over closer to where you guys were, and kind of the same thing, just kind of hung out on on sort of a gopher town I guess, and I kept hearing this cheep because they, they kind of chirp, right? And I kept hearing this chirp, and I'm like, that thing is close. So I'm looking, I'm looking, and all of a sudden I see the little glint off his beady eye. He's still in his hole, but staring at me. I could see just enough of his head to shoot him. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Like, Matthew's discre- they they kind of chirp, and uh, when they're chirping, usually it's like an alarm kind of a thing. And the gopher that's chirping is typically like almost all the way in their hole. They just have their heads uh, sticking out and they're sideways. So they got just one eye on you. So if you can look and you can see like a little brown spot with a black little beady eye in the middle, you can spot these little gopher heads like in, in the grass or uh, or in a hole or something like that. Yep. It was great. It was hard to find them sometimes. But when you did and they're like 10 feet away, it was glorious. Uh, I I shipped out my Marlin 795, 
which was fantastic. So I got to use my own rifle out there. I've been wanting to do this for a while because I have lots of fun with it out in the gravel pit. And I'm shooting like gopher-sized rocks out to, you know, 120, 150 yards. I wanted to see if I could do that in real life. And sure enough, still could. Didn't always get them the first shot, but that was the, the beauty of the semi-auto. I would take a shot. And it was a little windy the second day out. And so you get a bit of bullet drift, and so I'd, I'd shoot, and I'd see where the bullet kicks, and then just real quick, just adjust, because the gophers don't dive down right away. So I'd, like, hit right behind them, or just beyond, or just short, or whatever, and I'd adjust real quick, squeeze off a second shot, and bam. Yeah, it was great. Loved it. <laughs> I can't wait to go back. I'm totally shipping out my rifle again next time, because that was just so much fun. Having mm-hmm. my own gun, and uh, and special thanks to Kelly and the app or uh, Maple Seed team because yeah. I used my hasty sling support standing up oh. and it really helped. Awesome. Yep. I uh, was quite happy and quite pleased with with the way that, that all worked out. So yeah, it was uh, it was a a really good week. I really enjoyed myself. So um I guess oh. that brings us to Trevor who's not here. So right. hey, well, what would you do? Did, or, or go ahead, Kelly. I was going to ask, didn't you go to Calgary Shooting Center and take pictures too? Yeah, I don't know if you could exactly say we went there. Mm. Like, we went there <laughs> for like eight seconds. That picture we took was the longest we were we stood really? still. Like, Jeff went in, got Trevor's ammo, and said, all right, let's go. Oh. And that was pretty much that. So I stepped inside. Adrian and I looked at some Russian ammo, mm-hmm. which was, you know, and then they're like, okay, let's go. And so we went back outside, and he snapped that picture, and we hopped in the truck, and we left. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not really get to visit it much. But um, I think you've you've been there before, right, Adriel? Yeah, yeah. yeah and Trevor's been there before. It's just, it's just me. I'd never been there before. So Jeff may just not have realized that. So that's why it was just in and out real quick. But next time I'm there, I'll try to actually visit and look around a little bit, <laughs> yeah. perhaps. Okay. See what there is to see. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, just wondering if yeah. you're in. Okay. To me now? Yeah. I guess so. It's it's uh, yeah, Adriel. Yeah. All right. What'd you do? Uh, let's see. Oh, um, when you guys? No, we got that on the last show. I was going to say we went to the range, but we got that on the last show. Uh, we went and shot some gophers in Bonneville, uh, like Matthew had mentioned there. I used my uh, Norinco NS522. That thing is accurate. Oh man. That's what I used last year, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that bolt action. Yeah. Well, you we actually put it on paper. I'd never seen it put on paper before, and man, like in the same hole, just round after round. That thing is, ah, love it. Yeah, yeah. If you miss, it's it's your fault. <laughs> yep, definitely. Yeah. So I used that in uh, in Bonneville. Uh, I slung it up so I could do hasty sling kind of a thing, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was really good. The thing I think that um, I I didn't used to take a lot of standing shots on gophers unless they were like really close. And I think the the maple seed uh, class, or not even class, the maple seed MQT that we shot uh, the weekend before, the the second weekend before there, uh, really helped with my confidence in standing shooting with that sling. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I I took a bunch of standing shots that I wouldn't have normally taken. Uh, simply because I, you know, had those techniques using the sling, using the palm shelf, uh, uh, the firm handshake grip on the uh, on the stock, uh, all those kinds of things to uh, to kind of slow down the wobble uh, of the uh, of the scope and, uh, and get me on target. 
So. It's fun taking them standing up, isn't it? It's just a bit more satisfying when you're standing up and you lob one out there at a hundred and some yards and pow, right in the kisser. <laughs> yeah, when you at a hundred yards, especially because you can you can pull the trigger, fire, and then look and be like, oh, I hit him. Well, yeah, I meant to. Oh, yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, no, I meant that. Yeah, totally. I didn't have to take three shots that time, but. <laughs> Got him on the first time. Next time won't be like that. But no, it was uh, it was really good. And then uh, let's see. And then over the weekend, I helped out with the Ferlacci course. Just kind of did you ever just ROI and stuff? Well, you were a huge help. Mm. I mean, you were giving instruction. You were helping people out too, giving them pointers. I mean, uh, it was it was we couldn't have done it without you, man. Well, uh, no, we totally could have done it without you. (laughs) But it was way better with you. Way better with you. I even saw a video. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, which video? Uh, there was video. I don't know what you guys were doing. Everybody was on the Did line. you see the one where Adriel did the El Prez? Man, he was fast. No. <laughs> so here's the thing. So at the end of day two, we did an El Prez. And for those of you who don't know, you stand um, facing uprange. Mm-hmm. Did we do that? Did we stand facing uprange? Yeah, we did the spin. Okay, yeah, that's right. I, I just have no memory. So, yeah, we stand facing uprange with your hands in the surrender position. So that means wrists over shoulders. And then on the beep, you spin, uh, you, you pivot, uh, draw your firearm, and you shoot. There are three targets in front of you. You shoot two into the first one, two into the second, two into the third. Mandatory reload, two into the first, two into the second, two into the third. And then the fastest time was the winner, of course. Uh-huh. Now, the way we were doing this was we were only patching the target if you missed the alpha. So if you didn't oh. miss the alpha, nobody patched. So it was so the alphas were like full of holes, but it didn't matter because if you missed, you would see that you had missed and you you got your Charlie or your Delta. But we, if you if you hit a Charlie or a Delta, you were out of the competition. It was the fastest time without any misses from the alpha. Yeah. So the entire class had gone through. So the alphas are pretty much shot out, and there's no no patches around the outside. Well, there's patches, but there's no extra bullet holes around the outside. Adriel steps up. And ready, stand by, beep, he spins, bang, 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 reload, bang, 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 done. It's like six seconds, like crazy fast. And Trevor's like, holy crap, there's no holes outside of the alpha. What the? Well, I I admit I kind of thought the same thing. Wow, Adriel just blew us all out of the water. What did you actually do, Adriel? I put them all into the berm. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't even aim at the target. It was, an, so, it was an exercise so, in pulling the trigger very fast. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled it fast. Holy cow. Yeah. It was hilarious. That got a lot, a lot of good laughs, that's for sure. Um, question. Yeah. Was Tommy hangry there? He wasn't. He couldn't make it, I unfortunately. I didn't see him in the picture, so I no. knew that he was supposed to be coming. So was, A work thing or something came up, and he couldn't make it, which was sad, because I wanted to see him again. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully next year. All right. Yeah. yeah. So no, really cool. uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Lots of uh lots of really cool listeners. Uh one non listener? Just one non listener? I, th- I think there was either one or two. One or the other like it, there were very few non listeners. I th- yeah. I think you might be right, Adriel. I think there was just one. But everybody else was a listener, which was great because they got all of our jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you're here. So hi everybody that's listening. <laughs> yeah. And your recording that we did at the end of day two will be on next show, not this show. Right. Right. Yes. Next show. We'll be doing that. Yeah. No, it was really good. There like lots of listeners. Uh, one listener dragged along his friend who was not a listener kind of a thing. Um, we, uh, 
uh, yeah, it was the the first day was pretty much the same. Second day was uh, somewhat similar to a black badge course I I, I took. So there was uh, there was a lot of similarities there. Um, I think the thing that the first day uh, you could definitely see the change in people's accuracy on on target. So just to give an idea here, uh, the the skill levels that that uh, Matthew and Trevor were training on ranged from. Uh, Ipsic shooters uh, for a couple of years to um, someone who had never fired a centerfire handgun, and uh, so so quite a bit, right? <laughs> for like yeah, there was a very skill. wide range of skill sets there, very wide range. Yeah. You know, the funny thing though, uh, that rank beginner that we had out uh, w- was extremely accurate and followed instruction, and uh, I would say. At the end of the day, was just much more accurate than many of the other shooters. Because we had uh, no bad habits. No bad habits. Uh, listen and to listen. The- listen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, uh, I would say that's it. Um, there was a, there was a couple of, uh, of courses of fire where we were doing uh, uh, strong hand shooting, and uh, she was the only one to uh, to shoot clean. Uh, yep. Like pretty consistently shooting clean, yeah. one-handed shooting uh, from seven yards. Yeah, I put the least amount of patches on her target all day. It was absolutely phenomenal to see her group go from because the first thing we do is we just have everybody shoot a group their own way, mm-hmm. and with with no instruction, just we just want to see where everybody's at. And I mean, as you would expect, her group was very big. Um, but after we gave the instruction, like just shrunk it by more than half like a quarter like she just brought it way down and then yep. she stayed there all day yeah. i actually made a point of saying to her um don't expect these groups to stay as small as this for the rest of the day you're gonna get tired you're gonna start flinching there's there's not much you can do about it well of course there's stuff she could do about it but i was sort of psyching her out and she totally did it <laughs> She like she did not drop shots like uh, I, she did every now and then she would drop a shot and you would see her just like nope not doing that again she like totally focused like readjusted her grip readjusted her stance punched back out and would put the next one right where she wanted it it was amazing she's got some amazing mental discipline so I was uh, it was she was the most the the most fun or the most satisfying female shooter I've ever taught in my life period yeah. To uh, to see those like I've uh, I've shot with uh, with female shooters before, um, and typically what'll happen is uh, you know they might they'll, they'll the first absolute first trigger pull bam like right on the bullseye, um, yep. but then as the day goes on they start getting tired and the the group starts getting like like way way out there, and yep. uh, not not so much to, <laughs> on Saturday. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, and even so, uh, Sylvia. I'm sure you're not listening, but if you are, you did a fantastic job. Yeah, well, that's um, good. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I mean, uh, another shooter, uh, uh, Ross, went from. Uh, oh man! Oh, like like <laughs> he was okay. I mean, picture the most unassuming guy like ever. Like not like just he he wasn't loud mouthed like some of us other listeners are <laughs> and hosts <laughs> very sort of quiet and just sort of sat in the back and just like listened and applied what we told him but he started out and i was watching at first i'm like ah all right well we'll see how it goes 
And it went good. <laughs> it went phenomenally good. He won day one. Yeah. We did do a, a competition at the end of the day. Hey, sorry, Andrew, I'm totally taking over your spot here. No, that's fine. But it's it's, yeah, keep go- <laughs> it's good. I think it's good to talk about it while it's fresh in your head. I mean, we've got yeah. the uh, we've got the listener, uh, not the listeners, <laughs> the, the class <laughs> attendees from day two. We've got that recorded and ready to talk about yeah. on uh, uh, on next week's show. But it's good for us right. to give our like two cents. I just wanted to talk about, um, you know. There's a lot of guys out there that that don't take training and uh, and try to do it themselves and just shoot. And some of the, some of them do well by it, and some of them don't. Um, it was really really interesting to see uh, the, you know the couple of like the couple of really big improvements, and then even the the uh, more experienced shooters uh, like get like getting better at their at their game. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and it's kind of unfair to them a little bit in this sense where you won't see as massive of an, of an improvement with them. And so it's like, okay, well, whatever. I mean, uh, Mike Roast was there. And it's like, yeah, he improved, but, you know, it wasn't a huge improvement. But, that's, I mean, that's not the point of it. I mean, he was already an experienced shooter, and he got better. So to take somebody who's already really good and to make them better. I mean, he he did a really good job all day too and his groups came down and and he was speeding up as well, which was uh was really impressive. You yeah. know, he doesn't get to see that same massive group at the end at the beginning of the day and a really tight group at the end of the day, but that's because he's already shooting tight groups. Mm-hmm. So he just I mean, he he sped up his game a bit and improved his accuracy a bit and, you know, what what more can you ask for whenever you're already as experienced as he is? So, it was really fun uh working with him again for sure. Yeah, and it was interesting um yeah, it was it was, it was definitely interesting seeing just the, the the different kinds of improvement and uh uh the different kinds of of ways that people would take the approach um at the the start of day 1. We had we had some really some guys had a a, a group the group was in a weird spot on the paper, and they didn't know yep. why. <laughs> it might have been off to the right, Oregon? or yeah, his his group was like way off to the right. But then after the as the day went on, and he changed his grip and his stance, and and it started going where it should go, right? So it was it was really interesting from that because with without instruction, um, if if that had been me, I would have adjusted the sights. Right, and that would have been the wrong thing to do. <laughs> well, Trevor proved it because he took Odin's gun. And he said, "Do you see that patch at the top?" And I mean, we're seven yards away. We're twenty. We're twenty-one feet away. And we're, yeah, we see the bang. He put the bullet through the patch. Like he. Okay, so the gun's not off. It's you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's let's fix you now. We don't need to fix the gun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Pretty good. No major malfunctions. Couple 1911 jams, even in Trevor's yeah. 1911. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. Oh yeah, one of the 1911s had some extractor tension issues or something like that. But yeah. uh, Trevor fixed it up though. It yeah. was it was day two, right? Ross's 1911, so he cleaned it up and tweaked it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see what else we do. Well, we went and shot gophers in Calgary on the Monday there. Uh, I used my 17 HMR for that, and it just reaffirms that I love 17 HMR <laughs> and that rifle. Uh, that's that Savage BTVS. It's a it's a heavy barrel. It's a heavy stock. It's a lay down on the ground and fire, or uh, from my first shoot off barbed wire. <laughs> yeah, that was weird, eh? It worked. It it so it did. It worked a, really well. From a, imagine this, Kelly, from a sitting position. 
poke your rifle through barbed wire and rest it. Um, I was I was resting on the bipod, so I wasn't scratching up my stock. Rest it on the barbed wire. Now, yeah, you got a little bit of bounce to it, but it was yeah. actually really stable. Like on the back, you're you're just holding the back of the rifle. The front was just rested on barbed wire, and I was making hits out to like a hundred. Like the nice thing about that 17 HMR that and with the that scope, it's got like a target dot on it. And that target dot, you put it on the gopher, and you pull a trigger, and the gopher is dead. There's, <laughs> You don't need to think about yeah. windage. You don't need to think no. about distance. Just put the dot on the gopher. And, uh, yeah, even off barbed wire, it's still making hits out at 100, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I was doing the same thing with mine. I didn't have to worry about scratching up my stock, though, because it's a piece of crap ATI dragging off stock, so I don't care if it gets scratched up. But same thing. I mean, it... It sort of bore the weight of the rifle, and that bounce didn't really happen until after you press the trigger. So it was actually quite stable up until you actually broke off the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was cool. I've never shot off barbed wire before, but now I can say that I have. Same with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love imp- improvised shooting positions are like are my game. Like when I, when I go hunting, uh, hunting deer, it's almost always going to be with an improvised. Uh, hold of some kind. Either you're going to be uh, grabbing onto a tree or uh, or leaning up against. A, a, I don't. I can't count how many deer I've shot off a fence post, for example. Uh, right. And it's just yeah. Because... We were shooting off a fence post day one, weren't we? Go for hunting. That was yep. fun too. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very comes very naturally to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it was a, it was a good time. We. What do you think we shot per day? I, I think uh, in Calgary, I know I shot right around 60. And in Bonneville, I'm going to guess somewhere around there was all 60 to 80, just myself. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be about right. And and do that times four because I think we were all shooting pretty pretty consistently with each mm-hmm. other. So, yeah. yeah, we're talking 200, 300 gophers. Or, sorry, yeah, yeah. 300-ish gophers per day, I would say, probably. Yeah, which if you're if you're like a hardcore gopher shooter, like that's low. But uh, for for us, for like a, a quick little jaunt out to go shoot gophers for a few hours, it was it was it was a good pace. Uh, let's just say it's more gophers than I've ever shot in my life. So, <laughs> yeah, Kelly, you got to come out next year. Yeah, you would be murder with a ten twenty two, and then like and the the shooting skills you'd have, you <laughs> you'd wreak havoc on them. So I'm invited to the Ferlacci course next year. Yes, please. Sure. <laughs> I need. Like, I, yeah, I'm going to be signing up for the Fralacci course for, uh, during next year's um, charity shoot. There we go. Cool. I, I need help. Well, why don't uh, <laughs> why don't we why don't we go on to you? Because I think I'm done. All right. So Saturday I went out to SFRC. SFRC has done an extensive rano. They have basically quadrupled the size of their store, and their gun counter is huge. Like you wouldn't believe this. It's like. Um, probably about 50 feet long and it has they have two mass no sorry four massive sh- showcases where they have uh their ar-15s behind glass and everything's lit up and all the pistol it's beautiful and anyways so we went in had a look at the place because uh they kind of had a grand reopening um specials on uh, all their ammo was on sale as well so we picked up some ammo uh what did i X Metal Target was on sale for like two hundred bucks for a thousand. It was it was a crazy price. Um, oh nine yeah, mil, that's not crazy. Nine, good. nine mil. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, and yeah, we just went in, had a look around, and 
Kevin ended up, you know, Kevin's been having problems with his ACR barrel, right? Aftermarket barrel that he got. Well, he bought a new barrel for it, uh, a Bushmaster um, barrel as well and got that changed. Yeah, uh, he was getting some really bad accuracy with it, wasn't he? Yeah. The original one. Uh, no, the original one was fine. It's when he switched out the barrel to the, um, he wanted to make it, adjust the length of it. So from restricted to non-restricted. Oh, okay. Right? And uh, the barrel that, uh, the aftermarket barrel that he put on was, it was, that was the problem because once he switched it back to the Bushmaster, it was fabulous. It's, hmm. you know, at a hundred yards, everything's all in the same hole again. So, nice. and it didn't matter what ammo he was putting it through it. So, it was so he bought uh, that as well. Uh, we had uh, barbecue in the parking lot because, uh, uh, you know, they have their, well, I can't remember the name of it, smoking something or other, and it was their last day there. So we had barbecue in the parking lot, and it was it was just a really good day. Um, but that night I went to Ottawa and uh, stayed over at, uh, at Tracy Wilson's place uh, with Kelly Kincaid because of the fact the next day the CCFR and Funny Tactical were at SFOC, S, sorry, EOSC, I don't know where FFs. Oh, anyways, EOSC or Eastern Ontario Shooting Club, because there was a Ladies' Day event, and, and um, CCFR and Fundy Tactical were the sponsors, and it was awesome. We had sixty new ladies on the line, and they were shooting everything from pistols, revolvers, AR-15s, SKSs, and 1022s, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. They had such a great time. And uh, we had, uh, what else did we do? Uh, Well, actually, one of the things that was kind of weird was we were all in one bay. So we had 15 ladies shooting at a time. And they were shooting pistols as well as AR-15s and also the twenty-two rifle. And they were shooting steel and they were shooting targets that were paper. And then they were also shooting um, balloons. So... You know, we're halfway through a string of fire, and uh, I look up, and there's this turkey on the top of the berm. And he's just (laughs) walking across the top of the berm, stopping every, you know, couple of seconds, and he's eating. And I'm going, uh, should we call a ceasefire? And we're going, well, he's at the top of the, you know, the lower third of the berm, maybe. So the RSO said, no, let's wait and see what he does. If he starts to come down, we'll call a ceasefire. And I said, okay. So we kept an eye on him, and he did eventually just, you know, meander. He was on the top of the berm. He was just eating. So he did, you know, walk across the berm itself and uh, go down the other side and disappeared. But we had a bunch of people saying, can we shoot it? Can we shoot it? I'm going, no, you can't shoot it. <laughs> that turkey's probably, uh, it's probably picking up lead pellets for its gizzards. I know. <laughs> it's probably going to be lead poisoned anyways. <laughs> but I'm going, there's 60 new ladies here shooting, right? And everybody's wanting to shoot this damn bird. Um, so no, we can't shoot it. And not only that, it was at the top of the berm, so no, you can't shoot it. But it was it was quite funny. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, the ladies loved it, by the way. They We had some great pictures. There was one particular lady she was probably about 75 and trying to figure out how to how to hold an SKS and I got some really great pictures of her I didn't post them anywhere online because they're it's kind of like she's holding it up to her nose she's like it was quite cute and quite funny but she went along and she did uh, she did pistols she did the SKS she did the AR-15s um 
she just loved it, so it was awesome. She was about 75 years old. First time she ever been out shooting. So uh, Everybody got a t-shirt. Everybody got swag. It was awesome. So that was my Sunday, and that's, that's about it. And, oh, yeah, check us out on Instagram. We set up an Instagram account, so Slamfire Radio. Woo-hoo. Cool. I'll throw that's the link it. into the uh, show notes. Thank you. Next, let's go on to upcoming events. Uh, from my, uh, Ryan McLean, the Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge PRS match will be running on September 1st to 3rd at the Canadian Forces Base Meaford. Registration is open. Follow us on Facebook for more details and a quickly growing sponsor uh, list. Before you move on, they're looking for ROs. So if anybody is able to to go to the event and would like to RO, they'll get free room and board, basically. So Cool. Just thought I'd let you know. Uh, the next one for upcoming three-gun matches, uh, there's actually a big one coming up, uh, Valcar- Valcartier Multigun. So if you're in Quebec and you're looking for three-gun, this is the only place you can do it, and uh, it's coming up this weekend. Uh, aside from that, the uh, the Mighty Peace three-gun is running their two-day event on the 29th and 30th. This is their uh, bigger uh, two-day three-gun event, so if you're in northern Alberta or even middle Alberta and you want to go for a little bit of a drive and uh, shoot a great course uh, they're, uh, they've got that open on practice score that's cool Yep. Uh, more three gun action I guess <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so my local uh, range Chaz our, our July match was extremely successful and uh, Chaz is allowing us to use the whole range again in August and September so we're going to be uh, we're gonna have lots more stages, and uh, we're gonna have cap- capacity for more shooters uh, again, uh, which is uh, which is fantastic. Uh, we're also putting on a, a range demo day slash family fun shoot day that was it was called a zombie shoot day before. Uh, that'll be August nineteenth. Basically, think of like all the different kinds of shooting leagues that we've got at the range, as well as like maybe you haven't been to the Chaz Range and you're in, in the Edmonton area. Uh, August nineteenth is the way is the day to do it. You can show up, uh, buy a coupon, and with the coupons you can shoot some twenty twos. You can shoot three gun. You can shoot cowboy action. Grab a burger. Check out the range. That kind of thing. So that'll be August nineteenth. The Canadian National Steel Challenge Championships is September twenty second to twenty fourth at the BTSA and Homestead Ranges in Kananaskis, Alberta. And I still have to register for this. <laughs> <laughs> Mike just reminded me. I'm like, oh yeah, I should do that because this is probably one of those things that like books up. <laughs> probably, yep. Yeah, yeah. Cost is seventy dollars for the first gun, thirty dollars for an additional gun. Shoot one day or both. May shoot two main match guns and rim fire. Uh, for more info, go to uspsaalberta.com or register at steelchallenge.ca. That sounds like a lot of fun. I wish I was closer so I could do that. Yeah, that's not like a that's not a close drive for me, but it's it should be weirdly well run and well, it's I'm closer than me. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. And it is the National Steel yeah. Championships. So, uh I never shoot Steel Challenge, but uh in my in my very first shoot, I'll figure out where I stack up nationally. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Probably wonder, first. So, uh, the Canadian Nationals, I know we get we get some American like some really good American shooters coming up. I wonder if we'd get some really good American shooters coming up for the Canadian National Steel Challenge Championships. That'd be cool. Ah, uh, that'd be kind of cool. I, I wonder hmm. Mm. 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 Yep. Guess we'll All have right. to wait and see. I'll have to. Well, I'll have to register and see. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I don't miss out. Yeah. Uh, from Jason Philp, uh, the Saint Hubertus uh, CNSCA Sporting Clays will be August twentieth, 
And we've got some like uh, young gun shoots that'll happen a little bit later, but we'll uh, we'll read those when we get closer to them. Perfect. Uh, next, let's head on to the news. Uh, the the one that uh, yeah, the one that I saw on Facebook there is that one shot tactical is closing. Yeah, that's pretty significant, especially since he's right down the road from us. Oh really? Yeah, he's in hmm. Trenton. So, um, <clears throat> he said that uh, it's good news and it's bad news. He's actually uh, closing the store. He's willing to sell it. But he has an opportunity that he can't say no to, so he's going to take advantage of that. But also anybody, and it's not he's not closing it due to financial reasons, um, so anybody who has placed orders or anything, those are going to be fulfilled. Um, but, um, yeah, so apparently he has a job opportunity or a work opportunity, and he's going to... He's going to be doing that instead of uh, operating the store. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, did one of you guys want to grab the uh, the other news uh, item here? Oh, the one that says important news. Important news. <laughs> important news. Uh, Michigan Thanks. woman convicted of murder in parrot witness case. <laughs> it has oh, nothing what? to do with. It has nothing to do with guns. <laughs> Stacy. <it> so, no. <laughs> so she was convicted of first degree murder in the shooting death of her husband in a crime witnessed by the man's parrot. Oh. <laughs> wow. Parrot was under oath, and (laughs) that is hilarious. So the parrot actually was was a star witness. Yeah, basically, and the parrot parrot was repeating what the the last words were. So that's kind of uh, weird. The parrot was saying, "Don't shoot, don't shoot." Yeah, I think it's the possible last words. I truly believe in all my heart. The most of it comes. From that night. Mm-hmm. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Don't effing shoot. Yeah. Sorry. Not to laugh at someone else's misfortune, but I just Of course to not, but it's there. still funny, yeah. sort of in a macabre sort of way, that the bird is being yes. the witness. That's 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 hilariously. I'm, sur- yeah. I'm surprised it's not a double homicide. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Should have taken out the witness. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That was foul. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the puns. Terrible. Uh, All right, let's get on to some new gun stuff. Sure. This this Uh, first one looks really cool. I I like the idea of this first one. The the, the P762. Talk about it. Yeah, it's... um, Everybody Uh probably knows what the NP22 is if you're in Canada, and if you're not, um, it's a SIG 226 copy. Well, this is the same thing, but it's chambered in 762 by 25. That would be so much fun to shoot. I that love 762 good. by 25. Super cheap. So, cheap Super gun, cheap, cheap ammo. The cheapest, the cheapest centerfire ammo you can get in Canada is 762 by 25. You can buy crates of this stuff. Yup. And uh, the pistol's going for 500 bucks. That's a, that's a good price, and I mean, my first gun was an NP34, which is a Sig 228 copy. 228, yeah. So the smaller, the the, the more compact version of it. But it was a, aside from the double action trigger, the rest of it, it was. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a quality gun, but it was. It never failed me. It never let me down. It always worked. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I I think this would be a fun gun to play with for sure. Yeah, the price was lower before, so like, I like the price before. <laughs> yeah, but 
Uh, like if you if you take the price of the gun in consideration with the price of the ammo, this is like should you spend a little bit more and get a car that's a little bit more fuel efficient or spend a little bit less and get something that's a gas hog? This right. thing is like going to shoot the cheapest ammo possible in Canada yep. and it's not it doesn't have the ergonomics of a Tokarev. It doesn't look like No, it it's has better. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The talk. Well, we shot a Tokarev, 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 whatever. We shot one of those at Will's place. Not, didn't shoot it. We put in one of those laser cartridge things and shot it at his eye target. Is that what it's called, eye target? Oh, that thing's so cool. It was I, awesome. I Why didn't we talk one. about that? Oh, we should have. I it's want like an. Arc- a, I want an eye target. Oh, for it, it, you put your smartphone in this stand, and the stand looks at a, a paper target, and then you put one of those laser dot cartridges in your gun and then when you press a trigger it, it puts like a momentary laser light on this on the the target and the camera reads where it was and then gives you a score it is super yeah. cool and then when you rack the slide it doesn't eject the shell because it doesn't have a rim on it so That's it just right. stays in the barrel yeah so if you have a double action single action like a 226 or a cz or whatever you can just keep practicing your double action all day but for a glock you just rack the slide again real quick and come back up and take another shot and it was I I totally want one. It would it would it's sort of like the Mantis but in the sense that you see what's happening right away instead of looking at your phone, you can just aim right at the target. So it's a bit I don't know. I think they're they I think they'd both More be just as effective, but I I liked seeing that red dot come out. And the cool thing was if you if you flinched, the dot wasn't just a dot. It was a line. And so if you yeah, would, if you were quick enough, move. you watch the laser dot, and and if it if it's a line, you know that you were moving the gun when you press the trigger. So it was cool that way. Yeah, I got to get one. Like yeah. as a as a like I was I was debating between the mantis and uh, well, just the mantis really <laughs> if I should get one. But this is uh, <laughs> like real like cheap and cheerful. <laughs> you put a phone in a crappy little plastic stand. You get yep. the app. It's got a target. Uh, I think most of the cost goes into the actual laser like cartridge bullet that you put into the barrel and uh, and run through. Yeah, but uh, man, what a what a, a cool little system! It was a lot of fun, and that brings us back to we shot it in the Tokarev. Yeah. So the Tokarev does not have good ergonomics. It is a very slim, thin grip, which means that recoil goes straight into your hand instead of being cushioned at all, and the grip is just it. Yeah, it's not a comfortable gun to handle and to shoot. I mean, it works. It oh, works. absolutely. I mean, yeah, for for cheapness, great. But if you want to shoot seven sixty two by twenty five, I'd recommend this uh, N seven sixty two because that's a it's a Sig copy and, uh, and yeah, s- still cheap ammo. Yep. Uh, the next one we have here, I run guns, is bringing in a, a PSA Freedom fifteen. That's a AR fifteen. And they're going for four fifty nine US or five seventy seven Canadian. So that's that is cheap. pretty inexpensive. Yeah, <laughs> it's a flat top upper, so no rear sight. It doesn't look like, but it's got a front sight, just this the standard front sight. Uh, it looks like a standard AR fifteen minus uh, a rear sight. So if you uh, if you happen to star in Zombieland, or no, what, not Zombieland. What was that other zombie TV show that was on? With Carl and... Walking Dead? Walking Dead, yeah. Uh, so if you happen dead. to be a star in Walking Dead and you can shoot an AR-15 without a rear sight, this is the gun for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that was the one... <laughs> sorry. That was the one scene that made me stop watching that show because... Oh, there's they, lots. I actually didn't even get through a whole episode, but okay. 
Yeah. Well, I managed to get to like the beginning of season three or something like that, and that's where this guy picks up an AR. It looks exactly like this one I'm looking at right now. Um, just without the, no rear sight, just picked it up and picked the guy off at like 200 yards away. I'm like, nope, done. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, it's a cheap rifle. I don't know what what it would be like quality wise. I've never handled one, but it, you know, it's an AR. ARs are ARs. Yeah. yeah. ARs are ARs. ARs are ARs. Yeah. They are what they are. <laughs> they are what they are. are. Uh, uh, yeah. What well, the crap I mean, is this? The, so the the Norinco CQAs these days are going for six ninety nine. So you could get a Norinco for six ninety nine with some you know some of the parts might not fit in terms of the forend and maybe the you know some of the other stuff. Or you could get uh, a PSA, which is a, a known budget brand in the states for five for less, way less. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, it's great. What click the next one? The KM Arms M seventeen SC. Why haven't I heard of this before? Oh, this is really interesting. So this is a uh, oh, was it uh, was it Bushmaster or Armalite that made the oh. original one? Oh. KM is 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 doing a uh, a little bit of an update on them. I guess they've got a new chassis for them. This is a bullpup AR fifteen. Except it, like, it's not an AR fifteen. Except it's not an AR-15, because so it's non-restricted. it's going to be non-restricted, according to this. Uh-huh. They've already got the FRT. So these are these are coming quick, because this is a, a, a delivery for the end of September here. So it... Uh, man, that's, that's interesting. I wonder how accurate they're going to be. Isn't that a slick setup? So this is, like, the com- component-wise, extremely similar to an AR-15. Even the... Uh, uh, even the magazine release is yep. is where it would be on an AR-15, well, except, except, except back behind in the trigger. The, the, <laughs> yeah, it's behind on the butt instead of in front of the trigger guard. But yeah, the, it's the same type of button. The, the button's all the same. Uh, is it ambidextrous though? It doesn't look like it can be ambidextrous. But it well, does I mean, have a brass deflector, which means it might be yeah. okay for a left-handed shooter. I don't know. Yeah, you won't catch the brass in the teeth. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'll not have to try it for sure. Not that I care. I'm righty, like a like a a, a good person. I'm not one of these lefties, <laughs> evil lefty people. But charging yeah, hand got... on the left hand side where it belongs. Mm-hmm. This Especially an, for a bullpup. This is a neat looking rifle. The only down see the only thing that I don't like about bullpups is the height over bore for the sights. So that's the yeah. only thing. But if you're not shooting things up close, which I would be with this because it's non restricted, probably gophers in the face, but whatever. Um, <laughs> You could, I'm sure you could learn your hold pretty quick, but it's it's slick looking and it looks like it's probably lightweight. It doesn't look all chunky like the uh, Tavor does. It looks plasticky. Oh, it looked like it was aluminum to me. No, it's aluminum. That's uh, oh, that's it's... all uh, extruded aluminum. That yeah. uh, that top part there and the bottom part. Yeah, it's it's yeah. aluminum. I would so like that... to get my hands on one of these. Seventeen hundred bucks, eh? Last time I US. last US. time I oh yeah right last time I did this I ended up with a PAR so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah I probably cool won't order on this there. one but sorry go ahead Adriel it's got some cool features I mean the uh, uh, skeletonized trigger yep. the yep. QD mounts like it's got a lot of the stuff that you'd want to add to to a rifle like this uh, kind of already built in so does it use no never mind I was gonna say does it use AR fifteen triggers no of course it doesn't. No, How but it's, it's it? got a it's, it's got an adjustable trigger on it, anyways. So, uh, see, so maybe you don't need one. Yeah. Oh, there's the weight: seven point four pounds. Eh, not bad. Like a that, that's that's like a uh, 
middle of the pack uh, AR-15 kind yeah. of thing. I think yeah. mine's closer to five-ish, but no, no, six-ish probably. But still, this is a twenty-inch uh, barrel length. Um, and what's your barrel length? Is it fourteen point five? Sixteen. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's a little bit longer, a little bit more velocity, which is kind of nice. Yeah, uh, and overall length is 26 and a quarter, which is a quarter inch longer than legal. Mm. Which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Love it. It's a uh, very interesting flared magwell for quick magazine reloading. Man, it's got, a, it's got some interesting things on there. It does. I, I want, like I said, I want to get my hands on one of these. Mm. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if any of our uh, listeners have one and would like to... Uh, you know, well, they don't, don't have them yet, you? but they don't have well, them then yet. they do. Send, send them to Adriel and I. We'll do reviews on them for you. <laughs> yep. Just, just we'll as sure, soon we'll as you sure get it, they're good. Yeah, as soon as you get it, just send it over, and we'll let yep. you know what we think. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, next up, North Silva is bringing in the Gersan MC28 SA Polymer Striker Fired Pistols for three ninety nine. Is this yeah, a revolutionary crazy. design? It's a polymer striker-fired pistol. Weird. Guess what? It's what? got a Picatinny rail, dust cover. Uh-huh. <laughs> Blow your mind, right? Blew my <laughs> mind. Where where did they come up with these ideas? I have no idea. I hey, you know what know. they did with the trigger on this one? What? They what? have a they have a, a a linkage on there, so you can only pull the trigger when you pull the trigger. What? That's mm-hmm. revolutionary. Yep. Mm. Never been done before. <laughs> and to take it down, you have to lock it to the rear, and it's got a takedown lever. The one that you just rotate? Yeah. Like every other striker-fired pistol on the planet except for Glocks? Yep. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Man, they were innovative <laughs> with this one, weren't they? Very they had a couple of colors. Now, here's yeah. the cool thing about it, though. What, three ninety nine? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you can throw it at church? people. Did, Does Turkey make good handguns? I don't no. know. They make they make <laughs> shotguns. I don't know if they make good shotguns, but they make shotguns. Some of their shotguns are good. So yeah. Some of some of like uh, Turkey uh, OEMs for some of the different uh, uh, quote unquote manufacturers here. So some of those some of the shotguns you'll buy in uh, Canada or the U.S. will have a different brand name on them and will be made in Turkey. Yep. This looks like an MMP. This looks like an MMP ripoff. To end all MMP ripoffs, it really does. It's got the sight hole for the <laughs> case yeah. in there. It's got, oh man, three ninety nine, three ninety nine. There you go. I okay. Um, I want this next one for sure. Okay. Oh wait, I see Kelly had a thing there. No, I don't. No, no ammo sale or something. Well, there was an ammo sale at SFRC. And, oh, now and it's over. Adriel threw that. It was only takeout. It was only takeout. It was only, it was only carry I'd like out. to order so a had... takeout for seven six two by thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, a thousand rounds, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they just had in store sales going oh, okay. on, so I don't know if it's. Can... I just went so we should Facebook have italicized page. it, not talked about it at all. Right. Too late. Too late. Mm. Too late. But they do have some actually some excellent some excellent sales going on right now. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, they do. So, well, I want this RPG seven. Go for it. Yeah. No, I, no, I, I want one. I want the oh. thing. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about. It. I want to shoot it. But that's what you said about everything else that was on the list tonight. I, well, except for that M and P knockoff. Although it was really exciting <laughs> to see that it had a polymer lower and a striker fire. Yeah. <laughs> so you want an RPG? I want an RPG. 
But it doesn't really RPG. Don't we all? Don't it, we it, all? <laughs> so, it's funny because we were just watching Steve Lee videos in uh, Alberta with uh, the guys in front uh, before the pistol course, and he was shooting a Toyota RPGs? with RPGs. Yeah, it was cool. Okay, so I was just going to ask, what are you going to shoot with it? A Toyota. Okay. Why not? Well, so this is this is not like a quote unquote no. real RPG. This is a training RPG. Yeah, and what it does, it shoots a seven six two by thirty nine round. No training rocket. What? So how does this work? Pew. There's a video. I, I'll uh, I'll include the video. Why don't we include the video? Yes, I'll include the video. It's a 762 by 39 training rocket. So does that mean it actually launches the rocket with a 762 by 39 round? I think so. Or Man, is it, these guys or is are it just so like a awesome. barrel, and you just like shoot the bullet through a barrel that's just like modified into this thing. Uh, oh, that's hard to say. I'm going to have to watch the video, but I'm not going to watch it now. Some of the comments are just the thought of someone pulling this out of the truck at the range makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah, do you not think you'd get some people? I'm going to be half an hour away from these guys this weekend. I should ask. ask You should see, yeah. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Say, hey, do you know I'm Adriel, the hunting gear guy? I need to Hey, you Andrew got recognized at the range. Did we say that last year or last week on the show? No. Uh, yeah, no. We, were, we were there, and Trevor and I are shooting, and Adriel's supervising us, as he needs to do, as per the rules, because we're not experienced. Yeah. We don't know what <laughs> we're doing. But uh, anyway, this guy walks in. He goes, hey, aren't you the hunting gear guy? <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. Well, he was also my fan. Or I, w- I did kind of do the whole, you know, fan you know, staring thing when I saw him in, in at the charity shoot too. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he's pretty to look at. I he got is. this thing where I like I, I swish my head side to side and the, yeah. the hair, the like, hair. Like, and your hair <laughs> swishes back and forth. <laughs> yeah, all dreamy like. All dreamy. <laughs> Anyways, I should. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to convince Modiac that. Uh, oh yeah, I'm the hunting gear guy. I think I need to do a review on this RPG Seven for. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very hunting. What uh, are you going to uh, hunt with that? Well, a Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, do it. Yeah, do it. I think so. A Kodiak. I'll hunt a Kodiak with that. There you thing. go. Like one of those uh, like side by side Kodiak things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the side by side. Not, not the, the bear. That'd be silly. No. Oh, no. Of course not. Yeah. Although it would be kind of <laughs> funny to blow up a bear with an RPG. A <laughs> little bit sledgehammer and a fly, but... Well, I still. mean, your meat is tenderized right away. Just laid out in the sun and jerky. Done. Just like that. <laughs> like, super just simple. Pull out, pull out a salt shaker and go find the meat and just yep. shake it go, wherever yeah. it is. Well, that's, this, that's the key step there is find the meat. <laughs> Where, it's on the tree. Where'd it go? Where'd who go? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. This next one, I was, I was kind of hoping Trevor would be here, but uh, Calgary Shooting Center... As a Max Michelle 1911-45 for seventeen fifty nine. I don't. I don't. Is that impressive or something? Well, it's a real fancy nineteen eleven. Oh, okay. Aren't they all? Yeah. Mm, no. All like right. there's Narinko nineteen eleven. Yeah. So those aren't fancy. All right. His yeah, the Magwell on the like. It's bigger than the gun. Hard. It's bigger than the gun. Yeah. Yeah. His hands would never go around that. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice looking though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, let's head on to uh, our main topic. Well, welcome to the show, Rick and Kevin. Thanks for uh, coming on. So, you guys have been uh, doing the maple seed thing for a while here, 
And I think, uh, like, last time we checked in, you guys were just doing a couple shows, but then Kelly's been announcing more and more and more. How many, how many different uh, matches and how many different trains are you guys doing? Well, so far we've done 14, and we have another four on the schedule at least. And it's, uh, I think we're probably going to add one or two more. <laughs> the only so you guys aren't really like taking this seriously then is that what you're trying to say like you're just kind of no, slacking off no, like whatever yeah, we've, been, we've been taking it easy I mean it's, it's uh, been since May so we've been taking it really leisurely and and well, every, bef- every every couple months we'll do one so well before we get going why don't you guys introduce who you are because I don't know if everybody knows who you guys are uh, Kevin Latham uh, Project Maple Seed instructor uh, podcaster at Barnard Rifleman Radio Rick Hedegback, uh, director and instructor of Project Maple Seat and uh, service rifle PRS competitor. Awesome. So you guys have been, uh, yeah. I mean, so w- when we first start, like, heard of Maple Seat, it would have been what last year. Um, how many uh, how many training courses did you guys put on last year? Well, we just started this year. <laughs> oh, so would that be none? Yeah, that would zero. be zero. So that'd be zero. That would be zero. All you had to say was attendance. Huge spike. Um, what do you attribute the success to? Because it's incredibly new. Um, are you get? Are, all right, let me start over. Are all the people who are attending your maple seeds uh, listeners of our podcasts? And I say plural, like all the different because. I mean, it started with Appleseed on the Aaron Squirrels Project, and you went to an Appleseed, and uh, it seems like the only way to hear about this project outside of the United States is through podcasting. So, um, how are they? How are? Why is it growing so fast? Who's attending, and how are they finding out? Just hold up, hold up for one second. Yeah, everybody open. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you might as well. Cheers, guys. Everybody got their beer open now? Oh, it's good. (coughs) All right. I may or may may not edit that out. Probably I won't (laughs) because that's worse. (laughs) I think there's multiple channels of uh, communication that people have found out about Project Maple Seed. There's word of mouth, certainly podcasts. We've had several people come up to us out west saying that they heard about it through Slamfire. Um, There's... Facebook, lots of people are connected on Facebook, found it that way. Uh, I'm not sure. There's, there's a few on uh, Gun Nuts. I think one of, the, yeah. one of the organizers, Corey Johnson at Woodview event, posted a, a post on Gun Nuts, and we got a few attendees that way. I think a, a lot of it also is that the local organizers kind of spread it around, visited some gun shows, visited, visited some, some gun shops, and put up some, uh, some brochures and, and got the local members involved and uh, you know, one thing led to another, and, and groups of guys started getting together and, and showing up at, at these events. So, it's uh, a little bit of everywhere. How adaptable is the program to a club? I know when you put on a course, it's a full day, uh, instruction in the morning, shooting qualifier for your rifleman patch in the afternoon. But if I wanted to start a maple seed program at my club to add another shooting activity, because we've got trap and rifle and nipsick. Could we do like um, an evening mini seed or just instruction in the evening and then once a month actually have something sanctioned where they can get a patch? Or do you just do the, the one or two a month and, and that's it? I think it's fairly open. I think what we're, what we're doing, is it's not rocket science. These are fundamentals that most shooters, and I was listening to the, the Ragnarok Carbine course, and Andrew was going through the, the basic components that we also incorporate, but we just do it in a in a more structured, sequential way with follow-up activities to confirm that you're learning the lesson. So instead of 
giving 16 things to remember, we'll take three things and then have you confirm that by firing, you know, five, 10 shots and then build on that and reinforce that throughout the day. So if you want to adapt that to a, to a club program, you could do the same thing saying today is, you know, how to, how to, how to press the trigger properly. And how do we do that? We do a, a trigger press breakout session. Everybody watches each other. Or one of the things that we want to record was a, was a carding the site. How do I get natural point of aim? How do I know I have it? Mm-hmm. Right? So we do that blind test. We cover the eye, your ears, your breathing cycle, then we expose the site to see if you're on target. So I think those kinds of things are, are, are extremely, you know, um, I guess, modulite, modularable for, for a club to say, mm-hmm. let's do this and, and break that into a, a lesson plan. Yeah, if I was an instructor at my club, I envisioned doing something like, okay, Tuesday at our club is Maple Seed Day, and when you show up, well, tonight we're all going to work on our yeah. seating, yeah. or tonight yeah. we're going to work on our kneel. Yeah, kind of like our monthly challenges. We yeah. have a standing, you have a transition, you have a NPOA, so those that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to give them a, the, the added advantage of not only being part of the community, but also have these challenges that work on a specific skill. Yeah, we, we don't we don't give any lessons unfortunately, but we we're trying to give hints. Mm-hmm. I guess it's called a teaser, I guess, to try to get them to, to sign up on. Yeah, and it's working. Yeah, I mean we get great feedback. I mean yeah. everywhere we go, people are saying we love the, the monthly challenges. Yeah, you know we we have one one person come up and say, "Wow, I blew like three dozen targets on on that last challenge just to get the good one." So people are people are out there grinding away at it. So yeah, yeah. What kind of uh, what kind of base do you guys require at uh, one of these training sessions? You guys do. We need uh, 25 meters distance from the from the student to the target, and we need about four feet minimum width per per student. Okay. So on average, it's been about 15 students that have been on the yeah. line, right? 15 is about the maximum that we can we can do right now with the number of instructors mm-hmm. that we have. Mm-hmm. What do you? What's your ratio that you go for? Well, a minimum of three to three. three. To, so one per five. Yeah. One. Yeah, one per five, and it's it's if you have youth shoots, it's going to be a lot yeah. less. So mm-hmm. we're looking yeah. at depending on the youth, though, <clears throat> the their abilities in that, where we have a much higher ratio. Of yeah, sometimes you need one instructor per one youth. Yes, right. exactly. If you've got that one youth, so we had we had a youth shoot in in Barry, and there's five of us on the line, and one scoring, but. Mm. Interesting. And your other uh, training sessions, how many uh, how many youths are typically in in one of those? The maximum we've had outside of a, of a dedicated youth event is four, mm-hmm. and we managed to do that with three instructors. So it's a bit of a challenge, but everyone is safe, and the kids learned an awful lot, yeah. more than some of the adults. Mm-hmm. So, so, and we're also adapting that that training program for youth. Right. I think we learned a lot of things in the last. I mean, the the nice part about going through this intensive tour of the West is that we're we're trying things out. We're getting feedback at the end of every uh, instruction session, and say what worked, what didn't work, and then we. We flip into the next day and, and try it out, and if it works, it, it kind of sticks, and we we build on that. And we tried something new at, at the Grand Cash event where we had breakout sessions specifically with the kids, and, and this was Kevin's idea to say, you know what, why don't we have them do the POIs for us with us and have them model us? And you know they were they were doing it within five minutes, and it was it was incredible how much they can actually retain if you give them the chance. So they were telling you how to get into a sling, Correct. how to yeah. actually get into yeah. the position, the steady hold yeah. factors and all that Correct. as well. And then self-critique, someone would get into right. the position and say, what's wrong with this picture? And then we actually had them kind of quietly go behind the line while the adults were shooting. And they were correcting they were, them. They were, they, were, they, were, they were counting the number of flaws in the, <laughs> the steady hold and the, the natural point of aim. So it was really good for them. Yeah. You know? So it was, it was encouraging. And, uh, you know, with, with one or two 
minor corrections. They were just getting down to position themselves, right? You know, slinging up with a loop ball by themselves and just right. just getting into it, which is which is awesome. That's, all, Kevin, that's our hope. You told us a story, like you, you were telling a story about there was a little girl at the last uh, at the Grand Cash shoot and uh, Clay. So um, Rick is somebody who loves really bad jokes, like. Really bad jokes. But they're not bad. They're just <laughs> underappreciated. <laughs> anyway, so you had a challenge for them. What, what was the challenge? Yeah, so so one of the we said, well, what's what what's what's uh, what's a good wager for the kids? And and Olivia, the eight year old spark plug, there says, if we break all the clays, no more jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was a deal. So that was that was an awesome thing. And and you know her face lit up. Said, okay, I'm in charge of my destiny now. So for her, it was awesome. And then. Uh, so she was spectacular on there. I mean, we, we just watched her. So we we typically try and get the adults in a fixed position, and the youths are, are down in a prone. And typically, they're shooting single shot, you know, right. savage rascals. So she had five shots, and she had three clays. So Olivia was down to her last uh, two rounds. She had hit one out of the three clays, and then the, the hush had descended over the audience because everyone was finished, and we were waiting for the next stage. So they were watching Olivia... This, this eight-year-old, you know, blonde little girl, just get down in her position. Mm-hmm. We watched her, her respiratory pause as she drew down. And she's shooting iron sights as well. Iron sights, 25 meters, you know, three or four inch clay. So she drew down on it. We watched it go and then bang, she hit it. Yep. Second to last shot. So everyone kind of cheers like the crowd goes wild. Yeah. And now all of a sudden there's one shot left, one clay left. You know, bad jokes on the line. <laughs> Everyone's waiting, bated breath, what's going to happen? And so she, again, she got into it. She doesn't rush her shots. She, she, she pulls the trigger when she's got the shot. If it's not on this respiratory cycle, she waits for the next one or the next one. So finally, it comes down to the, you know, the last shot of the last, you know, day. And then she finally just breaks that shot perfectly, shatters the clay, and the crowd goes wild. And Rick shuts up for the rest of the day. <laughs> in the end, she says, "You know what? It's not that the jokes are bad. I want to. I want to rate your jokes. If they're good, I'll let you tell them." Oh. <laughs> yeah. wow. And then the rest of the day, she was just adding more wagers. If we do this one, you're gonna have another week of no no bad jokes. So, She's you know. gonna make somebody an unhappy husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the interesting part is her, her her father Mike was kind of also he brought you know five five round magazine iron sights. Bruno and he just got a two sixteen with it, so he was reloading on the line. Nice. Right, so and it's not always equipment. Yeah, he right. got two sixteen while wow. reloading a five five round mag. So there's there's some skills in that family, mm. but it, it's great. The attitude was awesome, and uh, without exception, the 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 Western trip has is, is kind of reinforced that kids can can do as much as the adults if you give them a chance. Yeah, and sometimes that, uh, they actually can do yeah. even more, or Correct. because they haven't. Learned all those bad yeah. habits, right? And that the yeah. Western shooters are amazing, amazing shooters. We tell them something once, and it's immediately well, it's, absorbed. And they're like our Texas, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're awesome. So, so basically, um, the three of you are based in Ontario, right? So Maple Seed Project Maple Seed was born in Ontario, based in Ontario, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you in guys Quebec, are yes. in Quebec. And Quebec, right? You're Quebec. Montreal. 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 Yeah. Yep. Sorry to hear yeah, that. <laughs> so you guys are always traveling. Yeah. Correct. Where's the farthest you've gone so far? Grand Cash. Grand Cash. Grand Cash. Grand Cash, Alberta. Wow. Bear yeah. so, country. Nice. With 22, that's And this spring, we're going to be headed out and seeing you guys. In the spring. Sorry, fall. October, yeah. But we're going to do also in the spring, maybe slash summer next yeah. year. Whoa, maybe. whoa, slow your well. roll. 
Well, what I'm hoping uh, for the charity shoot next year is on the Friday, mm-hmm. Matthew and I take a page from the Book of Ragnarok and we put on a Ferlacci, Ferlacci course on Friday. Can I go? Yes. Okay. Charity shoot. Well, your, your room's already reserved, apparently. Uh-huh. <laughs> charity shoot on Saturday. Yeah. And a very expediated, abbreviated maple seed on Sunday because at one o'clock, it's trap, whether we like it or not. Oh. Unless the trap guys want to give it up for the day, but... And come and shoot. They should probably get it, of course. I, I yeah. doubt it. Or... We had, we, had, we had one trap guy on the line. Yeah. And yeah. He, had a, he had a blast. Oh, I Literally. thought that would happen. Jason, Jason. He was so, awesome. So, so, from so the, if possible, next year, the charity should be a three-day event. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. So, um, so how does somebody in Grand Cash book a maple seed? Walk me through that process that got you guys out there. Well, it's a very mysterious process because none of the directors know how we ended up where we ended up with as many events. Yeah. We were only supposed to have four this year. So somehow, You're up to 14? We're up to 14. Well, so 14, 14 completed. For at least four more to go. Yeah. You were only going to do four and you've already done 14. Oh, we got at least five. So there's two in New Brunswick. Yeah. yeah. There's two in Barrie and then there's another one. So that's actually more. Right. 19. So you, you guys can't train every well, you can try to train everyone in Canada, but yeah. is is there a plan for yeah. like training the trainers so that they this can spread like Absolutely. a virus kind of a thing? That's always been the plan. We're I gonna mean, clone ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah you need a coordinator in every province. Yes. I mean think of like the concept of maple seed is that we, we plant the seeds in each of the regions that we go and that's kinda of why it was important for us to get out west. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, because that is that is how we're going to spread the seeds of marksmanship that we're building. The goal for us is to try and curate all the information that needs to be disseminated to all the different regions, to, to find the passionate people that are equal, similarly minded to us, that, that care about, you know, where does this go, what's, what's, what's going to happen if no one builds right. this foundation. So for us, like what we say online is we are the spark, but the, the attendees are the fuel as much as they want to contribute is yep. how fast it's going to spread in the regions. That's why we, we went as fast and as far as we did to make sure that we could plant those seeds. So, right. And it's been great. We've had at least two or three that says, you know what, I'm up for it. We've, yep. you know, we talk about the different people that have been grinding away at the, we had one family that's been grinding away at these targets for three months. Yeah. Right. So this is uh, uh, unbelievable. We had another guy that, you know, also did the same thing. He was doing his timings. He knew what he was going to do. He was reloading. It, it was it was it was amazing. Yeah, we have people that are buying you know rifles that are specific for maple seed. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got two. Yeah, so I'd be interested to see some stats on that. Yeah. On the increase in purchase of Ruger ten twenty twos and all of a sudden two twenty two GI slings dried up. You couldn't find them. Now, so sorry. Back to what Adrian was saying. How are you going to create, is there, is yeah. there a, yeah. a, how are you creating instructors in other provinces and coordinators? What's going on with that? Because that's got to be next, right? I mean, yeah, that's you can't keep traveling around. No. Yeah, so so once once somebody qualifies as a rifleman and they have the right temperament and interest, obviously, in being an instructor. Sorry, Gallon. I know you want to do it, but yeah. Uh, then then we're, we will we will look at integrating them into the, into the project. And mm-hmm. our instructor training program is... In development because we've been obviously busy just doing just getting the events out and done well your first so, year right so yeah yeah, yeah. Can't do everything. yeah. so over, over the winter we'll be looking at that we'll be contacting people uh probably doing some skype uh meetings just to get some information out there without having to travel yeah uh, mm-hmm. potentially even doing an instructor boot camp via skype at least part of it so yeah we've done stuff like that for black badge yeah we've had people that couldn't attend the classroom component 
So they did the classroom component via Skype. Yeah. And then came to the range and shot the qualifications and did the match. Yeah. I, I think the, the, the goal is the material that we teach is, is not very complicated. In no. fact, we, ha we have a handout that when you register, we give you the courseware. It's on, it's on one cheat sheet. Mm -hmm. What the instructor, the instructor training process is really, how do I instruct people in a positive, supportive manner in, mm -hmm. along the lines of what is the goal? Because there's many, many reasons why people attend a maple seed. Some people attend because they mistakenly were told it was a competition. Well, it is a competition. It's not a okay. It is, but the whole point is, what are you competing for? Right. Right? To that's beat Matthew? Point. To beat sure. <laughs> That's it. And that's fine. So as long as you know what it's for, then, then right. you're okay. But a lot of the people that we hope to get them out is, you know, the we say that the MQT is, is, is really a measure of your current skill set. What it is, it's a blueprint for your next set of improvements if you want to improve. Right. right. So, so the MQT for people who don't know is the Maple Seed Qualifying Test, which correct. is based on the yeah. AQT, which is based on the Army Qualifying yeah. Test, so, which is yeah. So exactly that's where so, your baseline is. Yeah, and then, and our hope is that people not only understand where they are, but also what are the fundamentals they need to work on, right, in order to improve those scores. So Trevor, you were talking about like okay, Tuesday night is seated or or prone or, or whatever mm -hmm. so for example what what do i need to work on so if you got the fundamentals under your belt right let's mm -hmm. do our fundamentals one night mm -hmm. okay the next night is um standing and seated Correct. and prone yeah. mm -hmm. and in order for and that's exactly what i did i went to my first apple seed right mm -hmm. learned the fundamentals went back home did some more shooting and I noticed, okay, this is what I need to crack in standing. This is what I need. And then yeah. I'm so breaking it down. List. Yeah. Picture a, a small group of you at your club. Oh God, getting that's together terrible. Every Tuesday night, <laughs> just doing that stuff together yeah. as a group. Exactly. Like here today, uh, at the Guelph Rod and Gun Club, while we were shooting our course, there was a group of IPSC members from that club right. practicing drills awesome. on the next day. Amazing. Right. right. They had an instructor yeah. there with them yeah. who was just a club guy. Yeah. Who is setting up little stages for them to do? Right. To, okay, or you could tell they were exactly. practicing yeah. transitions and awesome. from the drums. Mm -hmm. right. That's super. Do the same thing. You got to make the yeah. same structure. And, and club. We, were, we were saying that on the line. That we, yeah. we said, you know what? We're, we're not going to be around. Our goal isn't to be no. the, the the puppet masters of this. It's, <coughs> we we encourage them. Hey, you guys are the resident experts of Maple Seed. Get together, two, three, yeah. four, five yeah. of you. Come up with a schedule and say you'll remember twenty percent of the lessons. You know you'll remember twenty percent. Get together and self-correct and self-develop, right. and then be ready for when we come back to to get you that that next yeah. level. Yeah, that, we see we see that in the discussion group as well. We have a Facebook discussion group, and there's there's only four of us that are instructors, so we don't answer every post. You can't. There's lots of there's lots of apple seed instructors. There's lots of uh, national level competitive shooters that are extremely skilled with yeah. years and years of both competition and operational experience that are there and they're like I don't know how else you would get access to these to, to people of this caliber yep. really and they just they look at something and they'll say hey try this yep. you know so it's at the end of the day for for me anyway it's all about building a community mm -hmm. and a community that supports itself rather than us being some kind of guiding force or something it's yeah. it's more about bringing people together and allowing each other to help yeah well, help each other right? the model that you could adopt is the one that all of the olympic sports in canada have adopted and that is <clears throat> sport canada helps support skate canada swim canada hockey canada so that's the national sport organization yeah and then they help support hockey new brunswick swim manitoba 
uh, all you know. So you've got your national sport organization, which is now you guys, and then the provincial sport organization. So when yep. New Brunswick gets on board with Maple Seed, New Brunswick has its own board of directors for the uh, for the province. So then we run Maple Seed in New Brunswick in accordance to the model set forth from okay. the national. I mean, that, that's let's probably several years down the road we'd be looking at something like that but for now we just want to mm-hmm. build a, a group of people that, that want to help each okay. other out and yeah. and find some people that are in, interested in picking up some of the load of doing stuff mm-hmm. being able to preposition uh, logistic yeah like, you still need people at the national stuff level like that yeah. to yeah. do you things know, so, you know. so is the biggest part of yeah. local administration is for, for us to contact every range and get the material yeah. out there and get all the organization get or you know <coughs> does everybody have the right equipment what are the expect expectations you know what do we need what do we want you know something else that you yeah. can do instead of contacting ranges individually is um, you contact groups like in New Brunswick there's the Royal Rifle Royal New Brunswick Rifle Association right. so they are the Provincial sport organization, as far as the government's concerned, yeah. they're the one that gets government funding for That's their sport programs. They get a check, and then they they divvy that money out to exactly. the groups of shooting yeah. or the shooting sports that's under their umbrella. So small bore, air rifle for Canada Games, stuff like that. Yeah. They would be like, "All right, guys, this is a program that we want you guys to right. help." So you would have a maple seed coordinator who is a member of the Royal Brown of Rifle Association executive. Then he goes out, and, or she goes out, and pounds the pavement to get the clubs. Exactly, and the challenge is we don't have that local information of oh, that, right. I didn't even know that existed until thirty seconds ago. So every problem. So thanks no. for volunteering, Trevor. No problem. <laughs> Only as you certain people on the Royal Brother Rifle Association yeah. quit or die, I won't deal with them. Okay. Um. <laughs> Tell us what you really think, Trevor. I have a hard time expressing myself, Kevin. Uh, I know, I noticed that. Just keep that bottled up inside. You're very circumspect. So one of the things that we found really challenging at the beginning was to actually get ranges. And people are saying, well, we don't know about you, like we never heard yeah, of you before. And now, day, really. and now it's spreading through word of mouth and, and ranges and people are saying, well, we want to be part, we of, want to be part yeah. of this and we've heard about you and... It's awesome. And I it's, think it's great. Right? It is great. It's awesome. I think that's So people are contacting us. Um, and that's how we got to, instead of just doing four. Yeah. 14. 14 right now with six more coming. Yeah. Plus today, one of the stops I made today was right. about organizing just a ladies' seat. Oh, neat. Right. So we'll just have the women come. Mm. Because, again, you know. Sounds like we need new patches. <laughs> oh, you don't want to get into gender patches. Not well, gender patches, but just motivational know, patches. Ovaries on uh, a... <laughs> oh, oh, I was going with the whole gender fluid thing. Where do you stop? We're saying lady seeds, so... <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say nope. that. Too far. Too yeah. far. <laughs> I'm not touching any of that. Yeah, no. I didn't hear a thing. Kevin, how was your day today? <laughs> okay. So what's next? What's next is... Uh, Actually, we have seven shoots yeah. because we have one that's a private shoot that's next month. <laughs> I think part part of what we what we want to do now is, is we re- we need to review regroup. what we've done because yeah. there's a lot of things that we learned over the last ten days. Yeah, I think a lot of it is is, is amazing because what we kept doing over each day was refine, refine, refine. We just kept throwing stuff out that was just fluff without the stuff, right? So all our goal is every day is to get as much information. Not only being heard, but implemented as quickly as possible so right. that they can be more effective. 
So I think that, like, for example, with the kids, there are, we're going to have shoots where there's going to be one or two, like, we've had yeah. several where there's kids on the line, whether they're 16 and down to even eight years old, and to integrate that into it. So the piece where getting them to get us into the position and and uh, do the study hold factors, that's going to be incorporated to every single one going forward. And it's um, also the fact that we've discovered that the, the course of fire that we have for the adults yeah. needs to be changed. For the kids. For the kids, that we and have fluid. A, a, a parallel but alternate way yeah. of presenting that information and yeah. reinforcing it so that they can absorb it faster. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the next challenge that, that as a group we have to say, well, what, what is that right way? Kind of the struggle we have is that we have amazing support from Project Appleseed, right, that we're... Yeah. We, we follow that doctrine, but now we're... It's going we've off. We've really stripped a lot of it out, and now we're talking about reorganizing and maybe even departing from that, that pathway into a yeah. different way of presenting it. So Project Maple Seed is actually going to be Project Maple Seed. Yeah. We're developing it for ourselves. Nice. Yeah. It is good, though, also that you, you have Project Appleseed that you can look oh, to, yeah. like, what has worked, what hasn't worked, yeah. Yeah. We and would, learn yeah. from their mistakes and their successes Absolutely. and streamline processes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. A lot of yeah. the stuff is out there for you, like the yeah. instructor development program. They've yeah. been down that road, like the state mm-hmm. coordinator's job yep. and their responsibility. Yeah. That, yeah. That yeah. A lot of, and that's what we've done initially. We've, And then for them, though, the challenge is they have how many instructors across the U.S.? Right? Almost too many. Yeah. So they, they, we want to change something. We can, There's four of us. We yeah. can do it now before we get a bunch well, of There's no democracy right now. It's your dictatorship, no, it's, and you do what you want. Yeah, everybody Once gets... you start getting provinces on board who start getting some yeah. anonymity then they're going to want to... We have a pretty good system. We all get on a call on Monday night, and Kelly starts the call, and... And says, Rick, why the hell did you do that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I just had to get it done. Rick Rick pretends he has no idea what anyone is talking about. No. It's it's awesome. So so there's there's, there's two things that that make this program work as well as it has. One is the full support of Project Appleseed. Without Appleseed, we would not be where we are are today, today. because we took advantage of their 10 years of learnings. The other part is that, you know, Kelly and Kevin have brought this organizational machine and, you know, equal halves that kind of built this up and said, you know, let's run with this. And they've great, you know, for me, it was watching them work last year's charity shoot that says, these guys have their shit together, right? And said, if this is going to be successful, we need people that organize that stuff and, 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 and really believe in the structure that, that is needed to be successful. And that's kind of why why it works so well is that 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 rigorous application of control and and vision right and, and follow that path but being willing to actually make some changes correct. too right so, but because, for the right reasons not, yeah. the nice part is there's no egos involved our goal is to help people get better by learning the right. fundamentals and we can actually stay in yeah. a car for 36 Days. hours at a time driving and not kill each other so it's good yeah, wow. it, it's awesome, and that's that's the and have fun with it. That that's when I said, okay, this is going to work. That's the sign for me that this is going to work. It's got it's got that core. That's that's really the yeah. You know, in the U, in the U.S., they have the apple core. I don't know what we have here. It's the sap, maple core. Maple core. Yeah, sapwood of the tree. The sap <laughs> from the sappy. sprouts to the saplings to the, the, the heart of the tree. The heart. The maple heart. The heart of the yeah, maple heart. Yeah. yeah. Now. Yeah, so it bleeds syrup for the association. That's right. Yes. Oh, I could, so. I could go for some syrup. Maple oh, syrup. The oh, blood. So that's it. So that's, that's, I am getting hungry. That's why we're here. All right. Well, thanks for coming. Who's, uh, who's, who's in your core right now? 
Well, just you three? No. No, we have uh, Mario. Mario. Mario's on extended an extended vacation. vacation. He continued his vacation after that. We have uh, yeah, Stacy. We well. have Stacy Penland who's helping us out as well. Um, and we also have uh, Doug, yeah. uh, one of our one of our other instructor instructors. He was actually the founding member. Um, he brought Project Mapleseed to Canada for the first year. Appleseed. Well, he actually. It was at Appleseed, so yeah. instructors came up from the U.S. Mm-hmm. and um, and they went to Bancroft, uh, where we met Rick and Mario. Yeah, um, so that was the, the founding. That was the founder. The spark. But again, yeah, it's just like we had already attended Appleseeds, and we're going, well, we're going to that because we need mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. Um, but also because of the fact that they wanted to know if it's going to work. Well, yeah, it's going to work. And what we're seeing is it's really working, and we're getting incredible support from a lot of a lot of people, a lot of sponsors, a yeah. lot of you got people that are yeah backing you guys to yeah. see this go. Yeah, and we have people actually contact contacting us about that. What do you need? What can we help you with? And and um, yeah, like in order for us to get across the country, we did need a little bit of money, obviously. Um, but people are really genuinely excited about this. We have families that are building pavilions so that we can actually shoot them because it rains. Um, a lot. <laughs> yeah, does it rain a lot? When a you do lot. That? Yeah. Floods. We had two back-to-back days in Edson that it was not raining at all. Yeah, it was nice. Maple was seeds nice. need water to germinate. To grow. Hey, <laughs> that's my line. That's my line. Sorry. It just seems so yeah. natural. Realistically, I can see why I have so much demand, so I'm just going to kick in here for a second. It's because... Um, Good morning, Dave. Random, random day. Random, random day. Hello. <laughs> um, it, is, it is hard to get... Base, any marksmanship training whatsoever in Canada in Canada and the yeah. vast majority of people I know including myself you just sort of you go buy a gun you, you take your pal course and you're off point it at the back target and kind of figure out all the bad things yeah. to do all by yourself and screw up everything and then you take a like a course like today or like your maple seeds and it's amazing yeah how fast you advance like you yeah. compress probably years of just screwing around in a gravel pit down to Couple days. So some shoes, so much yeah. demand. Yeah. For some shoes, we bring stuff that they've never tried, like the loop yeah. sling. Yeah. Every competitive senior national level person we talk to has never, most of them that we've instructed has never tried a loop right. sling. And they say, wow, had I known this, I would have incorporated it into my shooting discipline earlier. Exactly. Ten years right. ago. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's cool in, uh, about the Project Maple Seed is that, for lack of a better term, it's politically correct shooting. Yeah. When, when we go to a class, we're teaching handgun. Well, that's a gangster's tool. Yeah. When he does goes to a match, it's a black rifle. Right. You know, you guys are using pretty colorful twenty twos and shooting twenty twos, and you're not yeah. shooting humanoid silhouettes and. Well, I mean, we, we, we don't discriminate on rifles. No, we like, don't. Dave, like, you're welcome at a shoot. It's your black. Thanks, We had Area 15s on the line, and certainly we. Uh, any centerfire rifle that anyone wants to shoot, I mean, if they want to bring out a 50 cal and try to sling up in a loop sling and fire 400 rounds in a day, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we will. go yeah. for it, right? And you yeah. got 400 rounds of it? Good for yeah. you. Yeah, it's, o- it's open, but the bulk of it is that kind of... Yeah. Only yeah. because it's economical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's economical it makes it, and it makes it accessible to the mm-hmm. widest number of people. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And it ranges. It ranges as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 25 meters. Yeah, because yeah. if we're shooting at 400, like, there's... There's not a lot of options for us to shoot at no. 400, right. and then you're eating up a lot of time simply walking to the target. Right. So yeah. that's that's one of the reasons we we do it at 25. We there's tons of ranges around that we can get, uh, 
you know, access to heck, you 40 could do feet bike. wide and, yeah, exactly. and, and 25 meters long. So, so yeah. the other thing is also, um, like when you're talking about 400 meters and, and all that, the next step for us so is to build the instructor core, but also to to look at the next piece, which is the known distance, which is yeah. the actual size target. So 100, 200, 300, 400, and yeah. 500. And the other variants of that. Yeah, and we've been looking at doing known distance 22 events as well, which right. would be shorter distance, but still, like we were when we were in Edson, we were... We tried with our rifles, our 22s, out to three because they've got 1600 meter range, right? And we brought our 22s out there, and we're we're trying to hit steel at 300, which is what 47 mm. We look pretty good on those. (laughs) So So I I was close, but come up, right? But you have a way to actually. I ran out of adjustment. Yeah, I ran out of adjustment. I I use Kentucky holdover. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just hold over it and uh, and yeah. find it that way. But I love ringing steel at 300 yards. It's it's bang, and then you see the steel move, and then you hear the ting a second later because it takes so long for that sound to come back. Yeah. yeah. So that's the next level for us. So once we have built that base of core marksmanship fundamentals, right. the we'll come back next year and instruct the next level in the in the core, and then the the, the group that we taught last year can now move to the next yeah. known distance where we bring ballistics and environment into it and yeah. and all of that stuff that goes into supporting more right. more longer marksmanship skills. And even we talked about a PRS type where you're changing the positionals where you're shooting off awkward. Yeah. You know, like the the different stages you're going to see tomorrow and then the moving platforms and tank traps and shooting off chain link fences and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's 2 million PAL holders here in Canada and they all need, they all need marksmanship training because they're, uh, you know, they're, Plinking yeah. pop bottles, they're uh, they're yeah. going to the range and, deer and once a year. paper. They're shooting deer once a year, and they're not yeah. uh, they they're not a, they get a up license. in their game. Exactly, they get a license without proving they can actually hit something. Yeah. Right, and yeah. it's nice because we, we you know in uh, at Edson we we taught relatively brand, brand new shooters with a brand new rifle to master snipers. Master snipers, been, yeah. They've been you know employing their skill sets for decades, right? So everyone, without exception, has, has improved. What we do is we shoot an initial baseline target in the morning and a baseline target in the afternoon and say, how many people have improved, right? What you'll see is the group sizes shrink. Yeah. And more importantly, the confidence of, I know I, I missed yeah. that because I rushed my yeah. natural point of aim. So the learning process has started for them. And mm-hmm. now it's just a matter of reinforcing, practicing, and, yeah. and developing those skills. Yeah, and giving them the tools to diagnose. Exactly, right. exactly. And we'll so, do that. We actually hand you out and say, here, this is... a Take home, laminate this, go to the range, shoot at your target, and now yeah. diagnose it. What, what are you doing? Yeah. Nice. The trip's okay. It's, yeah. really, it's really confirmed to us that we're, we're on the right track. Yeah. We're far from being finished, but I think at this level, we're already helping people, so yeah. that's good. And it's good feedback we, we've been getting, too. Like, we've had people, as Rick said, was master snipers on the line that were saying, this is excellent. And... We, yeah. To get that type of feedback, right? It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And also, it's humbling, too. It's humbling yeah. but the best piece is when you have a kid who is eight years old that has no self-confidence and saying, this is amazing and I want to continue shooting. Yeah. Well, I wish I wish I got like formal training when I was eight. <laughs> Think of all the missed, missed shots since then. The gopher population would probably be like severely diminished. Endangered <laughs> species right now. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks again for the update, guys. I mean, uh, 
we we went from I like I I was aware of uh, Project Maple Seed uh, like really early on uh, last year, and uh, to hear you guys going from like yeah we might do a, a class or two to fourteen and we're we're in July now just is, in the uh, uh, just in the period of this interview you've gone up by three oh, yeah <laughs> four to seven. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's incredible, and it's it's great to see uh, such enthusiastic trainers out there helping uh, helping make a dent into the population and, and getting us to be better marksmanship, so, or better marksmen. So, uh, thank you guys for that. Thank you, thank you. Well, thanks again to uh, for, uh, to the guys for that update. I mean, uh, it's it's kind of interesting running into them in the airport and uh, heading down to uh, Toronto. Toronto. Is that, is that Toronto? Toronto. 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 Really, really it's just, it's just Toronto. You don't, if you say the second T in Toronto, you're not from Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not from Toronto, and I don't. I don't. I don't oh, I guess it just did. Huh. Yeah, Toronto. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If you say Toronto, we know you're not from Toronto. No. <laughs> yeah. Serious. <laughs> Anyways, it was that nice was just like random, like <laughs> fluky luck, though, wasn't it? That you and them ended up on the same flight to the charity shoot. Yeah, it was uh, it was an inexpensive flight, and I think we're all deal. we're all selecting on cost. Yeah, yes. and then you ended up like renting a car together and like all this other stuff. Yeah, so that was cool. It was perfect. Yeah, you gotta yeah. admit it was perfect. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Yeah. yeah, meeting up with guys those, from the internet that those I haven't guys met. Are fun to hang out with anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why don't, don't we uh, head over to listener feedback? Sure. 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 All right, okay. Matthew, do you want to take the first one? Charlie L. Hey, lady and gents. I had a great time at the Slamfire Pub Night. I don't know many firearms enthusiasts, so it was nice to meet some like-minded folks. However, it seems I'm the last wheel gun lover in Edmonton. Three gun heavy around here. I'll be looking into a CCFR membership this month and probably looking into the Maple Seed next month. So I have a question. I've been casting lead for a bit now. I'm probably going to buy a single-stage press next month. I'm ready to start reading. What books would you consider? Uh, oh, what books would you consider required reading before I begin reloading? There seems to be a ton of books out there, but if you had to buy two, which would they be? Once again, love the podcast. Mm. You're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. I'd probably recommend the uh, uh, Lee Modern Reloading Second Edition and uh, maybe Brokeback Mountain. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> no, that one. There's also, um, uh, oh, the I can't Hornady? remember it. Yeah, the Hornady one's good too, yeah. The best person to ask would be Trevor. Trevor, can you uh, recommend a good book sure. for Charlie oh, L? Oh, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we call Mike and get him on? <laughs> no, the Lee one's good. The Lee one's got like a, a, a complete beginner's uh, take on it. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's very detailed. So you can you can read that one and get going. In terms of uh, a single stage press, well, he's reloading for handguns, so he, he's not going to go through that much ammo that quickly. Um, but for uh, if if you're going to shoot a lot, a lot, definitely look into maybe a progressive. I guess it depends on what else he's shooting. Uh, you know, so Charlie, if if you're shooting rifle. Uh, that single stage is, is going to do you. Uh, if you're going to shoot a whole pile of ammo, uh, maybe look at a turret or uh, a progressive. And if you're yeah. just shooting pistol ammo and lots of it, definitely progressive. Definitely. Um, but this is a good way to start learning how to do it, I guess, and for cheap. But you, yeah. if you're going to be shooting a lot, you definitely need a progressive, especially for pistol, because it takes way too long. Right. 
Uh, a single stage is great for like putting out like super accurate hand loads because you can like really tweak them and take your time and do do a really good job on them. But pistol shooting isn't supposed to be super accurate. You just kind of crank them out. And if well, you are, go ahead. The ammo is not the the thing that's going to hold you back. It's your grip, stance, right. sight, picture, trigger yeah. press, all that kind of thing. Yes. So for Latchy next year in Alberta, that's what he's going to have to do as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. You should totally come to that, Charlie. Yeah, he totally definitely. Needs to. With but the you revolver? Can also, yes. Yeah, you can. Yeah, we'll teach him how to shoot a revolver. Well, Trevor hey. will teach him how to shoot. Well, we'll we'll let him. Well, we'll give him a loaner gun. <laughs> he can shoot his revolver. <laughs> he can shoot it if he wants, but he's getting a Glock by the end of the day. <laughs> uh, All right. Awesome, Kelly. Did you want to take this one from Ted? Sure. It says, hi, Kelly and guys. I just wanted to say thank you for putting on the Ferlacci pistol course in Bonneville. I had an awesome weekend, and, as did the others I talked to. Not so sure about the duck. The duck? Okay. <laughs> so we totally had a duck on the berm. Like all day. Oh, just like day. the turkey. Both days. Like it just, was it both days? Or was it just day two? I don't remember. But there was a duck behind yeah, the targets. Just... And it just kept coming back. Uh, nesting, do you think? It was crazy. Maybe. Right. Pick picked a, a poor place to nest. It certainly yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. So not so sure about the duck, uh, but the way she learned those range commands was impressive. <laughs> we'd say, it, load and make ready, and the duck would fly away. Oh, really? And then we'd start shooting. And then she'd come back. Then she'd come back. Unload and show clear. Here comes the duck. Okay. <laughs> if she comes back next time, I think we should get her some of those booby soft earmuffs. Because <laughs> 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 so. she must have had the loudest seat in the house. Thank no you doubt. To the- to the Bonneville uh, Shooting Sports Association for hosting us. I would also, I also would like to say how much I enjoy the Patreon podcast. Don't tell anyone, but I think Slamfire is worth supporting without the bonus content. Oh, that's nice. Oh, we should have put that in italics. Yeah, I would put that in italics. Whatever Kelly <laughs> reads this email, it'll be out there anyways. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <sighs> Having said that, I really like the bonus uh, podcast. Great topics, and it's great to get to know some of your listeners better. Thanks again. Ted yeah. was awesome to hang out with. He was the only guy shooting an RMR on his pistol, and he did fantastic. He his his first group was super tight, and by the end of the day, his group was super tight. Like he he could rock that gun. It was really cool watching awesome. him shoot. Yeah, he was yeah. good. I really enjoyed Very accurate. him. Definitely. Yes. Awesome. No italics. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take right. this next one from Dan here. Hey, guys, I just wanted to feed you some info. One of my district people as an FO contacted me with the following. In the mail, I received a letter from the RCMP. Request for images, information, application reference, number 19, blah, 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 blah. Reference, type of firearm, make Spikes Tactical Model ST15 Serial Number, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I uh, have a Spikes Tactical. Well, at least some of the Spikes Tactical. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new protocol has been put in place in recently in reference to AR-15 type firearms receiver frame in order to correctly determine the legal classification of the above noted firearm. Digital images or photographs are required. Please see. Please refer to the ap- attached protocol, Appendix A, for the six images required. Will you also confirm the manufacturer of the new barrel of the firearm? The letter goes on to state how the images should be formatted and where to send them. 
They have to be returned within 30 days of receiving the letter, and there is a phone number for further info. Uh, do you uh, have or know of others that, that have had similar requests? What are your thoughts, please, and thanks? Uh, so it seems they're starting what we expected since uh, they are CCFR legal map members. I recommend they go with the legal advice route. Uh, it's interesting to read, though. Uh, I pointed out that the lower receiver has already been classified and already has an FRT number, so they shouldn't need any pictures uh, since any research had, would have been done by them, the RCMP uh, firearms lab. Uh, lower receivers, since that's the classified part of the rifle, don't have barrels attached to them. And since an upper isn't classified barrel manufacturer has no bearing. Uh, parts of me thinks they should tell the RCMP to pound sand, but I can't, can't see that going anywhere uh, helpful. Anyway, enjoy some news for tomorrow's recording. Dan, the H&K guy. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, so it looks yeah. like they're starting to try to... Um, Get people to do the pictures. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's weird that they wouldn't already know everything they needed to know about this, because like he said... They they did the FRT number. They already inspected the gun. Why would uh, why would have anything have changed? They should know everything about it. Yeah. Well, they don't know like which ones are the low shelf for the versus the high shelf. So they're gonna try to say like, oh, this is uh, I guess well, there's a low they, shelf. They yeah. should have thought of that way before when they put the FRT number out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and um, you know, here's a here's a fire here's a a, a full firearm that someone's been using for however long as a semi-automatic firearm. Yes, if they have a machine shop and uh, uh, fabrication capabilities, they can you know mill this thing out and and, and get it to full auto capability. But uh, how is that different from any, every other AR out there? So, yeah, this is this is weird. I concur. It, it's more than weird, but we won't say it because it's going to get bleeped by Matthew, anyways. <laughs> Got my finger on the bleep button. Ready to bleep. go. There you go. <laughs> All right. If you'd like to uh, email the show, send the email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, next up, iTunes reviews. I thought we had one of these. Nope. No? Someone nope. said that they were going to leave one last week. They and didn't they leave didn't. one last week. They and they did. didn't leave it this week. You know yep. who you are. <laughs> yeah, no. I got uh, Stacy's new check just right before we started to record, so it was nobody. So somebody was lying. Thanks anyway, Stacy. Right. You rock. Yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> It's her yep. birthday this weekend. Hey, happy birthday this weekend. Just no, it's actually not this weekend. Oh, it's all right. After this weekend. Whatever. Yes. There we go. Okay. Happy birthday. If anyway. you'd like to leave us an iTunes <laughs> review, please leave a five-star rating. We have 154 of those already, and uh, 121 of them for Canada, 30 from the U.S., one Australian, one from the U.K., one Lithuanian, and one Belgium. And thanks to... I'm I'm hereby vetoing that and putting this in italics, and we'll read that only if. Or if okay. I get to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you right. to everyone who has already given us a review. Yes, yes indeed. Please. We like reviews. Shoutouts. Well, Trevor, Trevor's do you have any shoutouts? <laughs> Trevor. 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 I'll I'll give uh, Jeff Reese a shoutout for Trevor since Trevor is staying at Jeff's house. <laughs> hey, good call, man. Good Preemptive. Cool. Preemptive fire on that yeah, one. Preemptive. Mm. Yeah. Matthew, do you have any shoutouts? Yeah, um, to Mark. Mark hi, Mark. Because Mark got me corn. <laughs> he I was did give you corn. How was the corn? <laughs> Apparently, it was quite the production to get me that corn, too. 
I, Trevor, I don't know the whole story. Mark, I'd love it if you'd send in an email and uh, give me the details on how you went about doing this. But Trevor said it was a bit of a production to get that all to fall into place the way it did. So a uh, huge thanks to you for hooking me up with some corn to go with the steak <laughs> or whatever that I had. Like, I don't care about the steak. I had corn. It's great. Awesome. We were at a restaurant and, and they also, showed up with like two pieces of corn. <laughs> Just hey, for can you boil these for me for my friend? <laughs> and they did. Yes. Great. That's what happened. They had to go to somebody else's house and ask them to, bar- to, to cook them. I don't know where they got it from, but they got corn somewhere else and brought it to the restaurant. And the restaurant boiled it and served it to me. And it was odd. <sighs> odd, but <laughs> oddly awesome. <laughs> I, love uh, I just, it. I just great. love it. A joke taken to its natural conclusion. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. Uh, right. Any others, Matthew? Uh, just everybody who came out to the class. Yeah, uh, it was awesome uh, seeing everybody in person. A lot of new faces and some old faces from last year too, which was great. Um, you know, it was great hanging out with Will again. Yeah, he's a he's a really cool guy. Opening his house up to Trevor and I is, and and Adriel. Well, I mean, whatever he does with Adriel anyway. But uh, but yeah, no, it was just it was really cool to see everybody again. So a huge shout out to all those guys for sure, and to Sean or Scene as he likes to be called. <laughs> so there's that. That is all. Cool. Uh, yeah, I got a shout out to Mark. He picked up uh, our supper <laughs> for oh. the Slamfire guys. Yeah, so we had our steaks and whatnot. Yeah, that's beer. right. He actually paid for us all too. Not only did he bring me corn, he paid for yeah. it and my supper too. Mm-hmm. Non corn wow. supper blew my mind. <laughs> the, yeah, well, you corn probably and paid non- for the corn too. Dude is cool. <laughs> yeah, he probably did also pay for the yeah. corn. Oh, and remember Chad? Did you have you met Chad before? Uh, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming Adriel has because he shoots with him. Yeah, I shoot yeah, gun with him. I was just kidding. Doesn't he have like the most Canadian accent in the world? <laughs> We gotta have him on the show sometime. We have had him on the show. We, we had him on a. We, have a, we, we had have? him on the Patreon. Yeah, on the Patreon special oh. podcast. Where were you? I might not have been no, on that one. Were. I don't know. No, or I have a terrible. You were on that one. We've all been on that. Wow, I have a bad memory, but man, it was awesome hanging out with him too. It was great listening to him. I love his accent. on a regular basis. So hi, Chad, and I may apologize for Matthew. Well, that's that. Yeah, I mean that's normal. You always have to apologize for me. Uh, cool. Yeah. What about you, Adriel? Uh, let's see. Mark for supper. Uh, Mike for beers. He got me like this sixer of uh, of random beers that look good, and they're in the fridge. And I think I will drink one tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, he got me Dr Pepper too, which I left at Will's. Oh. Uh, no, I think they made their way to my place. Was it the sixer? Oh, did Was they? it the sixer of Dr Pepper? Yeah, I got it at my place. The sixer. Yeah. And then Will actually had. Uh, a 24 pack or, or no 12 pack of cans for me too so i was definitely dr pepper <laughs> just like last awesome. year <laughs> yeah just like last year lots of dr pepper yeah. not a bad thing folks yeah no you know what a bunch of people supported us and it was uh it's really yeah. great to uh to have all our listeners out there and uh and meet them yep kelly uh, Tracy Wilson for letting me crash at her place on this saturday night say so thank you very much and uh yeah that's been it. Cool. Cool. All right, Patreon supporters. We have we have seventy one Patreon supporters. That's awesome. Is that number correct? That I didn't even think we had that many people number. who listened to the show. Well, 
You are reading the number correctly that's on the screen. However, I don't know if that's the correct number. I, I, up, I didn't verify it. I but updated it. I added the two. It was 69 last week, last and, week and two more. 69 plus two. Carry the three. Oh, we need to figure out who 71. we're sending the T-shirt to then. Trevor, Trevor took Jeff. it out, oh, okay. I think. Was, was it, it was Jeff? Jeff B, wasn't it? Oh, sweet. Probably. Cool. Yeah. All right. So we don't know what T-shirt he's getting, but he's getting a yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, it was Jeff B. So, cool. yeah, make sure that these guys uh, give us their addresses, too. Yeah. So I can yeah. send out some patches so, and stickers. i got to do that again. i try to do it every once a month. So we have an announcement. Uh, so, yeah, it's G- Giles and Graham. I don't think we actually said their we names yet. Is it Giles or Gilles? Uh, no, Gilles is G-I-L-L-E. Yes. Mm. Gilles. Gilles Not or to be Giles or Giles. But Giles. Giles? Probably Giles. Giles. Or Gilles. Gilles. It's probably Gilles. No. Gilles. Okay, you know what? If you had an A in front of it, it'd be Aguila. No, that's not even close. No, it's not. It's. it's, it's Miss <laughs> 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 uh, Giles M for $1 and Graham B for $3.57. Thank you, guys. <laughs> that's a magnum amount there, Graham. <laughs> Graham. <laughs> Graham. Uh, that's what it says, Graham. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's uh, dial this. Uh, train wreck dial it up to 11 to the 11 tracks <laughs> all right please join one or more of our national firearms associations such as the ccfr the cssa it's important to support those who support us get out there and uh shoot an ipsic uh match go uh take a, one of the maple seed challenges that they have on their facebook page yep. uh shoot a three-gun match at a local club bust some clay come to a furlachi course go yes. to a furlachi course Hey, there's information about that and other training available through Slamfire Radio-esque things on our website now. So go to the slamfireradio.com and hit training, and there's uh, information on the Falachi course, Maple Seed, and Three Gun Training. Sweet. So, yeah. 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 We've got pages on all those things now. Uh, check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. We've got a thread over there with uh, our different shows where you can discuss and like us on Facebook. We have 1,719 likes, and uh, that's a good place to talk about, talk to us and uh, talk gun stuff and whatnot. Yeah, we like to talk gun stuff. Occasionally. Yeah. Put up we videos of gun yeah. stuff. We also like doing food. I love food. And booze <laughs> and Dr. Pepper and... <laughs> clowns. Lots of clowns. So and please and post, clowns. Yep. Yeah, post clown pictures on our Facebook page. Trevor will like it. Trevor loves clowns. Yeah, we got at least a week before he's well. He's 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 pretty Johnny on the spot though. So if you put a, a clown photo, he'll probably get to it pretty quick. He's been like going ape nuts on uh, Instagram there, eh? I know. <laughs> I'm not even an Instagrammer. At Instagrammer, Instagramite. I don't Instagram-y. know. I don't even have the thing. Instagrammy. <clears throat> Instagrammy. Yeah, not an Instagrampy, but an Instagrammy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Nothing? No? Ah, terrible. Yeah, it is. But yeah, no, every every time we look over, oh, Trevor's on his phone. Trevor, get off your phone. I'm updating Instagram. (laughs) Oh, okay, well, that's for the show, so that's allowed. (laughs) Yeah, kind of like a teenage teenager, though, just always on the phone. Teenage girl. No, you had it right the first time. Teenage girl, like a teenage girl. (laughs) Yeah, he's very much like a teenage girl. With lots of facial hair, though. Lots of facial hair, but not much on his legs, like a teenage girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. He's not here. Can't defend You're himself. Right. That's why we kick him while he's down. Yeah, yeah. Back that bus up. Back it up. Drive it over. Mm-hmm. Need some more hair. All right. Uh. <laughs> you guys done? 
Oh, yeah, we're so, done. Whatever. All right. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everyone. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun. Cool. All right, I need to shower and go eat.